All right, welcome back to the show. We're going to get some uh, some perspective from Indianapolis here now for the next half hour, Wolf, because Jonathan Gannon's going to join us at 1. And Darren Urban, senior writer for azcardinals.com, is joining us right now. Darren, thanks for the time, man. How's it going? So I'm basically the warm-up act for JG? <laughs> kind of, Derb. Just okay. being honest, okay. <laughs> Are That's you still fair. there, Derb? I'm still here. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. We can hear you. I just want to – I love context. That's what I want, the context <laughs> of being there right now. What are you yes, looking I, at, actually, I'm, I'm, I'm actually at the airport, Wolf. I am about to head home, but I, I've, I've, I've not quite left yet, and uh, I was at all the interviews this morning, those that happened and those that did not. Oh. Well, let's start with one that did not happen, the Marvin Harrison Jr. one, just because he's been linked to the Cardinals so much. What, what did you make of that? Did you guys ever really get to hear a, a specific reason why? No, uh, and that doesn't – I mean, I, I'm not going to lie. It did surprise me. Even the guys over the years that have that don't work out uh, – including those guys this year, like the Kayla Williams, they've all come into the interview room. Um, so I haven't seen this before where uh, a guy doesn't do the media. Now, I don't know what his circumstances were. And if it was just like, well, I'm doing this amount of medical and uh, I, it just, I, it's just not worth it to try and reschedule. Because even guys who have had medical delays before usually find their way into the media room at some point. But Again, is it going to change his draft status? No, he's still here. He still made appearances. He still talked to teams. And I just made that point on uh, on Twitter right before you guys called, which was, you know, when I tweeted out this morning that he, you know, the guy said, the league spokesman said he wasn't here and, and he didn't speak to the media. That's what it was. He didn't speak to the media. And not being here meant not in the media room, not necessarily not in Indianapolis. Derb, I don't want to lead you in any way, shape, or form on this oh question. So I'm just going to ask you, your number one takeaway from the Combine, where do you go? I, you know what? I would, I would suppose that, and it's, it's really not shocking, and I don't know if I needed to be here for this, uh, <laughs> but, it, but, it, but it comes down to, I think my number one takeaway is, again, as we've seen over, and I, I've been, this is my 22nd Combine, as the years have gone by, quarterbacks were always kind of important, obviously. But it feels like they've, they've become ultra important as we've gotten in these last 10 years. And I think my biggest takeaway is just that the very top of the draft is going to be completely controlled by quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm now convinced, as many people are, I'm convinced that you know quarterbacks are going to be the top three picks. Now, whether that is the three teams that hold those three picks right now, the Bears, the Commanders, and the Patriots, we'll see. We'll see if somebody trades. But I do think quarterbacks are going to go one, two, three. And that leaves the Cardinals in a really great position of four. Because if, if a quarterback doesn't go one, two, three, then that you figure there's going to be a really good one there at four. You still might have a fourth quarterback somebody might want to come up with. And even if there's not a quarterback somebody wants to come up with and quarterbacks go one two three there still might be trade possibilities that somebody wants to come up for all the other positions yeah. or again the cardinals could stay put up four and get anybody they want because they weren't looking at a quarterback in the first round anyways we're talking to darren urban you know darren marvin harrison not talking and caleb williams not doing the medical and you hear you know a, a few players don't have agents yet or might not even get them before the draft do you you sense you know changes in how players are approaching the draft process this year or is it just kind of an outlier 
I think there's a small change, but I, I, I do think it's going gonna, it's gonna to resonate and, and trend that way for the best of the best. I mean, again, you just named Caleb Williams and Marvin Harrison, and you could argue that those guys could go one-two based on talent in this draft. You're going to have a you're going to have to have a certain amount of leverage to do that and and make it make sense, in my opinion. Uh, you know, we've always had a handful of guys that choose not to work out, uh, but they come for the medical and the other stuff. Um, you know, the money's going to change some things. I saw something today that said Caleb Williams made five million dollars last year at USC. You know, the NIL has completely changed the equation. These guys are pros before they become pros, and your decision making can change a little bit because of that. So. Um, I don't think it's going to impact the draft a ton. It might, it might eventually impact the combine in certain ways, but I don't think it's going to impact the draft or, or how these guys uh, go off the board. Derb, I know you had the opportunity to talk to JG and Monty Ossenford as well. Um, we're going to talk to JG coming up in the next beautiful part of the program here. What question would you ask him? What question should I ask him? <laughs> Wow, that is a that's a hard one, Wolf. I just I mean, what question do you want an answer to that you didn't get to ask him, Derb? Well, I mean, fortunately, I've been lucky enough where I have had enough interaction with him that I've been able to ask him most of the things I I, I want to ask. You know, I I am curious about stuff that they're going to play pretty close to the best. Yeah, I mean, right now, you know. I, I think the biggest thing that everybody's wondering about with the Cardinals, and I don't know if this is a JG question or a Monty question, but I mean, again, uh, is your desire to, to build those trenches going to override things when you get to four? <laughs> like if, right. if you do have one of these stud receivers or all the stud receivers on the board at four, does it still make sense to trade down a little bit, pick up picks and then go get tre- a trench guy, whether it's offensive or defensive line? Because I don't think there's any question Monty's Monty Austinfort's head kind of goes there, and even Jonathan Gannon said it to us the other day when Danny Sturek sat down with him for AZCardinals.com was, you know, his when when you talk about offense, the first thing he thinks about is the offensive line. It isn't necessarily the skill position, and how does that impact the draft? Because just because he says it doesn't change things. If they have Marvin Harrison as this potential Hall of Famer, and they see tackles on the board when they're picking as solid players but not that level you're still going to take the wide receiver because that's what you do but it it could impact their decision making talking to darren urban and darren i can tell you we're going to ask jg about this but what did you make of the uh, the story with terry and arnold where jg was just like yeah jam me up and and show me what you can do is it does it surprise you at all that jonathan gannon would do that well let's put it this way when terry and arnold told the story all he said was coach he didn't specify that it was gannon so everybody was assuming it was Gannon, but we didn't know for sure. And I think that says a lot about Jonathan Gannon and the kind of person he was. Now, I was able to reach out to Gannon later in the day and say, hey, you know, before I write this, you know, was that you? Was it somebody else? And he, he responded and he kind of, you know, he gave a ha-ha, but he's like, yeah, that was me. And I, it just, it was, it's, it's such a Jonathan Gannon type of story that as soon as Arnold said it, even not saying the name, everybody just assumed it was Jonathan Gannon because that's kind of how he operates. <laughs> you know, hey, I'm going to get up and I'm going to I'm going to get physical and I'm going to tell this <laughs> defensive back to in this in this uh, suite at the hotel while we're, or at the stadium while we're interviewing him. Hey, 
yeah, come show me your press coverage. And yeah, hit me. I want to, I'm trying to get off the quote unquote line of scrimmage here. I want to see what you do. It is it's very Jonathan Gannon. I just want to know if he tried. Like, yeah. Like, did he move did he around? Did he try to actually get, okay. Derb, thank you, man. Appreciate thank your you, time, brother. All right. Thanks for having me, guys. Say hi to JG for me. <laughs> we will. will do.